Welcome to episode five of the Hike or Die Outdoor Adventure Podcast. I am joined by my hammock-loving friend, Craig. Hey there. And we have a very, very special guest today, all the way from Norway. And I can't wait to get into this episode. So, Craig, play that funky music. Guys, how you doing? Welcome back to another podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. Very quickly, thanks for, for all your support so far. And I also want to um, quickly use this opportunity to say thanks to the sponsors of the show, who are Bluey Marino, where our story ends, yours is just beginning. That's who supplies all of our Bluey Marino um, clothing, yeah, for want of a better word, undergarments overgarments everything also want to say thanks and a bit of a shout out to uh, rios gear they um, provide us with floating polarized 100 percent uv protection uh, sunglasses and they do float i've tested it a whole bunch of times and i'm thankful to still have my sunnies <laughs> topo maps plus go deeper into the backcountry we use this app on our phones and absolutely love it. So check it out. Last but not least, Caribbean Australia, makers of absolutely fantastic and rugged uh, outdoor luggage, outdoor gear, backpacks and stuff like that. So thanks very much to all of those sponsors. Uh, we do appreciate that. And I uh, encourage you guys to check them out. Craig, how you doing, mate? Hey, Tom. Doing good. Doing great, man. Thanks. You been well? I've been really well, yes. Uh, we have not spoke too much, really, in comparison to normal between the last podcast and this one. We have not spoken that much. No, did I say something wrong? Is that what it is? Um, I don't think there was... I don't think you were at fault. You had, just a, say that. you had a birthday. Oh, I did. That ha was, um, what, happy two, birthday. three days ago. Thanks, mate. All the best. Many happy returns. Thank you. Normally, um, year on year... I run up this particular mountain and I try and beat my time, but my birthday fell on a Monday and I just, so I didn't do it. Um, I might have to try and do that. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, had to go to work and stuff, you know. I had to be an adult and it was rubbish. Uh, where was I? Now, have you been getting out? I know you have. That was a loaded <laughs> question. Tell me about it. Have you been getting out of it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you um, really inspired me, mate. So I don't know if I told you, I might have told you. Yeah, I think I did that straight after last podcast, I went to the same gorge that we were talking about. Yeah, you did. Pretty that, much um... pretty much the next day, I think, I just decided I'd go out there and... and um... That sound is, I'm sorry, that sounds me, is me pouring a glass of water. <laughs> Just to be clear, sounds like the continue. It sounds like the waterfalls. Oh yeah, I was so. doing sound effects. That's Polly. The sound effects. <laughs> it was, and then uh, did you sip a cool glass of glacier mountain water? <laughs> I must have. I must have. <sighs> yeah, I saw some um, saw some rocks stacked up that looked like your handiwork. Oh, did you? Yeah, some cans. Might have been. I don't know if I do that. 
I don't know if I did. Oh, one of them had a big phallic stick coming out of the top. That wasn't yours. No, that was not. I did not do yeah, <laughs> the phallic sticks. I do the. I, no, I actually. Oh man, I don't want to go into it right now, but I read this article on cans, right? Um, about how they were almost graffiti of the natural world. Yeah, and I, I must say, and I have I, never seen you do it. I just no. imagined that. Maybe that was you the week before, but you know, just doing yoga or something, and while I was doing that, <laughs> and then fire twirling and playing bongos. No, and I've never made. I think I might have done it once when I was really concerned that on the way back on a trip that I was actually going to miss the exit to uh, where you get out of the riverbed. I think I've done it once, but I didn't do it there. And oh, I see. Yeah, it's a topic. Uh, as I said, I won't get into it, but I kind of agree. I don't like going to a place and seeing everyone stacking up rocks and I, then I don't feel like I'm the first person there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. why I thought that must have been yours, mate, from the week before. No, I'm not. Maybe I'm, someone else. I'm going to leave my cranky pants off on that and let you continue with your story. Uh, yeah. No, I um, managed to get the drone like just hovering yeah, like a follow me mode, which I've been wanting to get working. That's cool. So it was. Did you cool. get some good footage? Oh, I wouldn't say it was good footage, but it was certainly. <laughs> you got some footage. It was, it was a start. You got footage. It was a start. The drone flew and, and you landed it safely. Yeah. So I just had to had to practice that. That was cool. And then I have been. Um, did you, you didn't stay out the night, did you? No. You came back, yeah. No. And I, yeah, recently went out. And what I. I was. I did have a trip planned. And some things transpired that meant I wasn't going to stay out this time. So what I what I chose to do uh, last weekend was great, actually. It was really fantastic to uh, set up for some sunset shots and moonscape shots up at the glass house. And I just, you know, didn't walk too far from the vehicle and just had a really relaxing night or evening on my own, just cooked some some food and yeah, right. had some coffee and just watched the sun go down and I just realized how easy that is to do and why I don't do it more often, you know. Yeah. I just came home, uh, got home about 11 or something or, or 10 and just felt really good, you yeah. know, and slept in a nice bed. <laughs> yeah, do you mean, um, so you, you got home at the next morning? At no, no, that night. That just night. came home yeah. after the you know, yeah, sun yeah, going down. I had a very similar experience at ex- well, very close to there where yeah. I sat and I watched the sun go down and then I found myself still sitting there for another hour and a half just on the warm rocks yeah. and just thinking, well, I don't actually have anything. I don't have anywhere I need to be. I don't have anything I need to do. Yeah, I'm just going to sit and enjoy. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'd set up with the um, glasshouse mountain silhouette against a, a nice sunset. And just as it was dipping down, this little, I think it's the last quarter moon that we've been seeing the last oh, few yeah, nights, yeah. just came out to, to, to shine right in my shot. And it was, it was really, like I only had my 50mm lens. I couldn't oh, get a wide angle. And it was right in my shot, so I just snapped it and I was really, really happy. Like that's what I wanted to do there. So Awesome. Have you graded uh, those images? Or, yeah. Are you happy with them? Yeah, I've got a few. Um a couple that were lighter and then one where it's almost pitch dark. It's beautiful. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check them out. Yeah. Or maybe we should chuck one or two up on our Instagram account. Mate, that would be nice. Mm. Go for cool, it. Cool, man. I managed to get out myself 
two weekends ago. Yeah. Did um, I went down yeah. to a cabin, and a uh, a very good friend of mine's um, purchased six thousand acres of the most remote, insane countryside. It is absolutely spectacular. I I'm going to stop talking about it now because I just. I, I just can't convey how amazing it is. Like a river that runs through the center of the whole place. And gorges is so deep that it takes an hour to hike down to the river and stuff like that. Like it's just it's epic. So we drove down there and um, spent the first night in a cabin. Uh, just this old shack that's there. Yeah. And the next day we hiked out down the river the whole day. And set up camp um, just in the riverbed. It's quite dry. And uh, hiked back the next day. But it was just a very cool experience. And it was good to be out again. It was nice and cold, nice and crisp. Mm, It was good to get there. Very nice, man. Whereabouts is this? Like Queensland? Uh, No, it's on the border of Queensland and New South Wales. Yeah, so pretty fresh. Uh, I think we probably hit about... Oh, I think we might have hit zero or or at least one or two degrees. It's yeah. hard to tell. I mean, when you're looking at temperatures on apps, they're pretty much taken from the nearest township, which is not at the bottom of a gorge that hasn't seen any sun all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I always think you got to knock a few degrees off. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, it's just what I needed. I absolutely needed that. I feel very refreshed and I've got another... Uh, um, two week road trip coming up through central Queensland, um, through some real dry, arid country, which is going to be a huge contrast from oh, what I've right. just done. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to that. Oh, nice. Going to be, uh, breaking the camera out a lot on that whenever I get an opportunity. Hmm. That's it, man. That's, things are happening. We're moving. Yeah, good. Uh, mate, I'm going to skip straight to what everybody is waiting for. And that is the winners of the Bluey Merino giveaway competition. Yeah. Notice I said winners then. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. It was meant to be a winner. And uh, our amazing friends at Bluey Merino said to me this week, we've picked out a winner. And then they said, you know what? We think we're going to just pick out another one. So they actually picked out two people. Uh, so if you cast your mind back, so any of the um, ladies, women, girls out there that uh, entered that competition with Blue Merino by jumping on their website, um, they've picked two winners. And what I'll do uh, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll actually contact you individually. They gave me your email addresses. And just so that I can kind of hook you guys up, get the right sizes and get the um, get those shirts out to you. So they've won a 100% merino um, tops, kind of similar to the ones that we that we get around in, except slightly more feminine. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> slightly. Uh, so first winner is, I'm not going to read out the surnames for obvious reasons, Amy, and the, her surname starts with a W. So if your name is Amy... And your surname starts with a W. There's a pretty big chance it's you, but I will confirm via email. How exciting! It's pretty exciting. 
Uh, and the second winner is Lynn, and your surname starts with the letter M. So thanks so much, Amy and Lynn. Um, yeah, I, I'm so happy that you guys have won a prize, and I'm so happy that it's Fluey Marino gear because I know that you're just going to absolutely fall in love with it. And uh, thanks so much to Blue Marino for for not only throwing up one winner, two but, up, um, two yeah, up. two up, man. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for that, guys. Absolutely fantastic competition, and and thanks for making that happen. Our next topic, we have literally just got off a um, a very long, but thoroughly enjoyable uh, Skype conversation with. A lad called Odebjörn. He is a guy from Norway that I accidentally stumbled across on uh, YouTube uh, maybe a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago, but he not only is he a fantastic landscape photographer, which I think is um, of great value to all the listeners that like to drag a camera around, but he's just a really interesting guy and some of the locations he films. I mean, you've seen some of the videos, Craig. Mate, I've just got on board and found it incredible and inspiring. I can't wait to get out and just, yeah, it inspires me to go and do the same thing, take some photos and... Um... Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, he he, he kind of, um, he documents these his travels and then at the same time he's he's focusing on composing these great shots and uh, I'm not saying that that whole theory or that hasn't been done to death by other people, but Odbjorn is, he's just a cool dude. He's, I, I um, referred to him as um, the David Lee Roth of Norway landscape photography. And I'm not going to tell you what he said to that because I'm going to let you listen to it. <laughs> it was quite funny. Uh, look, he's an absolute top bloke, and I'm not going to um, hold you up any longer. But uh, Craig, unless you've got anything to add, no, no let's have no, a listen. Yeah, let's have a listen. Let's um, let's uh, show you guys that interview. And uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoy this um, little chat with Odbjorn as much as we enjoyed recording it. Thanks, guys. Hang on. First things first. I'm Tom. That's Craig. <laughs> Hey, how you going? <laughs> this one's Craig. You're Tom Craig. All right. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the creep on YouTube, mostly yeah. talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and Craig's the guy that um, I do all the hiking with and stuff. Yeah. Cool. All uh, right. Now, tell us, how do we pronounce your name? Uh, you don't. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard. Okay. Uh, Ex good. Excellent. Good stuff. Odbjorn. 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 Is yeah. that is oh, that's that perfect? Um, oh thanks. Odbjorn. So Odbjorn. Odbjorn. Is that whole word your name? Your first name? Yes. Okay, it is. cool. I wasn't sure it's, uh, because of the cultural difference. I didn't know if your name was Bjorn and and you thought it was funny to put Odd in front of it or something. Because <laughs> you're a quirky <laughs> yeah. guy. Crazy uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm joking um, uh, because Bjorn means bear in Norwegian. Right, 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 right. And odd uh, it actually means point pointy uh, pointy in uh, Norwegian, like a uh, spear point. Okay. So it's kind of a spear bear. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, I'd say it's more like strange bear. Strange bear, yeah. So would I. Yeah. After 
seeing your videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So is that your, um, uh, that's what name you were born with or is that just a YouTube name? Uh, that's my um, birth name. Real name. Okay, Sweet. cool. Okay, awesome, man. Well, I got to let me hear it again. Odbjorn. Oh, that's with the accent as well. Odbjorn. Odbjorn, yeah. yeah. Is that okay? Which yeah, one? it's perfect. It's it's the um, it's the weird uh sound. Uh, which one? The Bjorn. Yeah, Bjorn. Uh. Bjorn. 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 It's 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 that letter we it, yeah. With in, the, I'm looking at yeah. it right now, so I got O with a. Oh, this is fantastic, buddy. It's awesome to have you on the podcast. I know that recently we attempted to to get you on, but. I know I gave you late notice, and uh, anyway, it didn't work out. But I'm just so excited to have you on today. Um, Likewise, glad yeah. to be on board. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we have kind of alluded to you in the past in one of our podcasts that we were hopefully going to talk to you one day. What I was thinking last night was, I thought that when I think of you, I think of you as the David Lee Roth of Norway landscape <laughs> photography. Yeah. Who's David Lee Roth? I, <laughs> I thought work. that might happen. That didn't work. David Lee Roth was the lead singer of uh, Van Halen for a while. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 So Van Halen. Yeah. It's good, right? It's <laughs> good. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, I definitely have this uh, 80s vibe going on yeah, with the do. hair. You do. I I'm, remember. I'm, I'm thinking I'm more like Dylan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I can see that now as soon as you mention it. For sure. The funny thing, uh, when we were talking um, over Instagram chat last night and you were telling me about your Skype profile and you said, it's the one of me playing banjo and <laughs> I thought, of course it is. I can see in the background of yeah. your... Um, Screen there, you got a banjo. Yeah, yeah, and, Is, and um, I saw a banjo in the background. Yeah, man. It, let me just yeah, yeah. move that down. I'm in the oh, way. You're in the way, dude. There it is. There it is. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of synergy there. I'm just putting it out there that maybe before we, uh, oh, we might have a banjo office. <laughs> <before. laughs> is that your banjo, oh, Tom? It's, or it, is no, it's Craig? Craig's. No, that's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I've I've always been more of a drummer than a. Than a guitarist. Very Actually, now the reason we got you on, well, there's many reasons we got you on, let's face it. But one of the reasons is obviously the, the landscape photography slash adventure stuff. Uh, and I'll get way into that. But also, I've, I've seen some of your, um, your band stuff and some oh, of the music really yeah yeah i had a look at that uh, way back i can't remember how <laughs> i found it but it was really impressive very i'll, I'll have to show it to you craig i, sh I should have given you the heads up before yeah. this it's <laughs> really uh, it's really interesting yeah oh, yeah cool. i would say it's very technical too yeah so yeah that was awesome and it kind of just uh, you know it just adds to your 80s kind of thing <laughs> not that it's <laughs> 80s music it just adds to the the creativity i think yeah yeah they were really creative in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, they certainly were. Yeah, yeah, big fans. So, um, I. So what? What? What do you call yourself? Are you? Um, I get the impression that you're 
kind of full-time are you trying to do photography and film as your full-time job at the moment i yeah i i do um i do most uh, most of my money comes from photography yeah and some of it comes from music but um i, I work as a photographer doing the usual studio things uh, yep. weddings corporates and I also make uh, commercials to local businesses in Norway. If uh, yeah, so I make most of my money through video making, actually. All oh, right. And some through photography. Okay. And uh, landscape photography is my passion. That's what I do whenever I got the time. When I'm not doing music or working, I go out and try to hike and yeah shoot landscapes yeah so that's what i enjoy most of all but <laughs> let's face it i'm i'm not getting rich doing landscape photography <laughs> or youtube <laughs> not yet not yet are you working not on yet. it <laughs> no it was it was fit i remember the first the first video i ever saw and i had to think about this last night and doing a bit of my homework i was thinking how the hell did i find you on youtube and I remember now, yeah, I thought... <laughs> it was the, um, uh, oh, what, how do you pronounce it? Um, uh, the Slider One. All right. Ed, oh, the Ed, Ed Elkrone Slider One, yeah. Yeah, the, the, my, my one and only review. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. So I was looking at, at buying one and I was, just, right. I was just going through YouTube looking uh, one after the other, Slider Review, Slider Review, Slider Review. I see this picture of this guy with this. <laughs> <laughs> 80s hair and this headband and everything and i mean i gotta admit i was captivated straight away by the accent i thought uh, i'll just keep watching and there's this do you remember that video because there's one part where and and you i don't think you've seen it yeah he, he has the slider one if for those listening uh a slider is a um like a film device where you would attach your camera to it and and you can either have one's that you move with your hands or in this case it's a motorized one you pre-program yes. the the movement and you start recording and then the the camera moves but it moves seamlessly and perfect so i was in the market mm. to buy one of these yeah it's a big thing they're it's really quite, handy it's real heavy man I've, I've hiked with it twice and it's ridiculous that's the exact one you got right? yeah, yeah the did one you I got. buy it yeah, yeah i bought it oh yeah nice. so oh, really? thanks man <laughs> <laughs> i bought it after your review i thought will i grow hair like that if I buy this. <laughs> so um, I love it. I absolutely love it. it. But it's big. Anyway, there's one particular scene. I remember usually I'm on YouTube late at night and you're holding it and you say, it's not big. It's it's a really good size. It'll even fit in your camera bag. But then you held up this <laughs> cooking pot and put it yeah. in. <laughs> that's your camera bag i didn't have a camera bag <laughs> <laughs> but there was just it was flawless there was no it wasn't even you just kept on moving and i thought oh what just happened and i rewinded and watched it again i'd start, I remember that. Oh, i started laughing so hard and i just thought all right i'm i'm watching the whole thing now and then i started going down the rabbit hole just clicking on all your videos laughing my head off and uh, i remember if you, you go back to that slider one and my original <laughs> comment is in there, and I, and it's something like, um, oh, I repeated your comment, and then I said, uh, yeah, I was, you're crazy and you're mental, but 
um, yeah, you got a subscriber. <laughs> that well, was it. Uh, I'm really glad uh, that that review contributed to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. come full circle. I, uh, me too. Like as as soon as I started um, uh, watching more and more, I think I think I now correct me if I'm wrong. I think I came in at in your filmmaking, in your adventure filmmaking. I can't. At the quite. very beginning, yes. Yeah. It feels like it. It feels like it was. Yeah, right it at the was start. definitely. Yeah, it was because very. That early review on. was one of my first uh, films, actually. Right. That I made for YouTube, um, and <laughs> strangely Mate. enough, it's one of the most viewed. People love reviews. <laughs> we find exactly the same thing. We bust our ass hiking for three days across through the wilderness, and we're crying and stuff, and. <laughs> in the rain and then we film it all and spend three weeks editing it and put it out and we get 65 views yeah. and we put a review on of something and it gets like 28,000 views. Yeah. It's, it, I yeah. mean, that's just yeah. life, right? <laughs> um, my first video of, um, I think it was you, Tom, you, you hiked with your dad. I think that was my first video from you. Hmm. Oh, the, was that the canoe trip? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. It yeah, was a two was, parts. Yeah, that's episode, right. Yeah, that was um yeah, that was cool. That was good fun. Some yeah. somebody was just asking me about that today actually. Yeah, no, Tom gave me the heads up just this week so I've been frantically catching up on your videos, mate, and I have been very impressed. I I see your love for photography and I'm really I'm really intrigued. I love photography too. And I can just see though that your love for adventures there, mate. And I think that's very nice. So yeah, all those adventures. Thank you very much. Yeah. The adventure videos are cool, mate. Oh. Yeah, I've I've been I've been kind of in a previous I've been kind of hesitant uh, hesitant of of going on longer trips and tenting and stuff like that because I, I didn't have a lot of experience with it, at least mm. doing it alone, if you know what I mean. Mm. And I, it came to a point where I just thought, yeah, you just got to do it. And mm. after I did it, it was no problem at all. It was yeah. just just fun. Hey, I, I know um, a couple of guys who do a little bit of hiking if you ever need any advice. Ah. <laughs> I do, actually. I do. I do. I have a tendency to overpack. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. We um, deliberately became ultralight hikers so that we could still carry the weight of the cameras and all the tripods. <laughs> yeah. You'll be the same. Yeah. But I have to say, I noticed that I was watching a video last night. Uh, no, it was the night before. And it was the first time I've ever seen you with a camp set up. Yeah. And I thought, wow, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. So it feels to me like a... A natural progression it is because um that's what i aim to do for a long time because my inspiration my main inspiration is a norwegian uh, adventurer and explorer called lars monson okay and and he uh, he started vlogging before that was a word <laughs> he had his own tv show in norway oh, right. where he crossed ca crossed canada with just him and a dog and a camera mm -hmm. and there were beers and yeah he was just a real adventurer and i always wanted to kind of not go all the way like he does because uh, 
I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I, I wanted to kind of go on longer trips using tents, uh, gathering my own food and do that combined with photography. Right. If that makes any sense. More, like you do, mm. I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've started doing small trips now and I'm going to gradually progress yeah. doing longer trips. And my main goal before the summer ends is to do, uh, I think I plan to do five days right in a row oh wow that's a good link that's a big one yeah but i may bring my brother because he's a tad more experienced okay <laughs> when it comes to when yeah. it comes to catch fish because that's a skill i need to learn yeah you were talking about that in your in the video you were saying i didn't bring a fishing pole <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, every I, time i've been yeah i just jumped Sorry. into some of your recent stuff where you're obviously out there camping and um, you know, cooking eggs out on the on the trail and stuff, and I thought, wow, he's you made it look pretty natural, man. It looks like you you enjoy that. So yeah, I do enjoy it. But it's uh, it's uh, it's movie magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I usually bring some eggs with me because I love eggs. I love to make eggs uh, in the wild. It's one of my favorite things. Awesome. <laughs> I actually started just. With food, thinking, oh, it, you know, I just keep it as simple and as lightweight as possible. But now I've I've just start, started taking eggs and stuff because they are excellent out on the trail. So I was impressed. I was impressed. Yeah. Have you got one of those little uh, egg containers? Yeah, I do. Uh, I uh, I've seen them, but I'm 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 just rolling it in paper now and okay. crossing yeah. my fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's these little, well, it looks like a miniature egg carton with just four eggs. And it's yeah, a those hard, plastic it's things. It's a hard yeah. case, yeah. yeah. And you put the four eggs in and yeah, I've nice. traveled with them and they're awesome. I, I need one of those. Yeah, you do. And, uh, they can't break. <laughs> yeah, that's right, with all that camera gear and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, now we have to talk about one of the most important topics. We have to talk about the hair. I can't let it go. Oh. Uh, I, you just told me at the start of this podcast that you've got a haircut, and I'm, I'm not. I did. I'm not seeing it. What What does that mean? Was it uh, just the I'm going to take off my headphones. Okay, so okay. I, can, I can't hear you, but I'm going to show show the hair. Oh, oh. yeah, that's fine. He's he's doing a pose for us. He's. <laughs> I see what's happening. Yeah. yeah, right. Cool. Okay. The headphones made Think, it look like you still had the full fro, but now it's kind of it's it's it, the thing was uh I was um having a trip with my dad a couple of weeks ago. I think yeah, two weeks I saw ago. That. We, awesome. Oh, you mean the one that you filmed? Yeah, I haven't I haven't edited that one yet. It's uh it's a waterfall in Norway. We went to ah, see it. Oh, okay. So and, I'm thinking of the glacier, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> We went to the to the base of the um, uh, the waterfall and we got really really wet, and uh, I filmed me and my dad like kind of doing a selfie. And when I got back and I reviewed the footage, I looked like a, a, a troll. <laughs> <laughs> it was so so large. Yeah, and I thought I thought something needs to happen. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> And my, my wife agreed, and uh, we went to the uh, hairdresser, and I got a haircut. But I I think she she took a bit more than 
She yeah. needs to, but it will grow back. Eric's can grow back. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Wife's Some... happy. You're happy. It'll grow back. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, happy-ish. Okay. <laughs> sort of. Oh, that's awesome. That was one of the first things I remember <laughs> saying, what? This guy's got the best hair ever. <laughs> uh, well, hey, thank you. Thank you. Oh, no, no. It's all credit where credit is due. I wanted to, well, which order shall I do this? I wanted to say that um, that I was, last night I was watching, let me, let me try a little bit of my, my language again. I was checking out the video you did of the Soul Sailor. How's that for? Oh, yeah. Is that good? That's not bad. Oh, That's thanks, not man. bad. Yeah. Now, for all of you people who don't speak the language that we share, that uh, means sun pillar. Am I correct? That's correct. Or solar pillar. Solar I think pillar. The... Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's a sun pillar. It's a, I think they use both terms. Yeah. What um, causes that anomaly? It's is that something to do with your proximity to? Uh, that part of the world I, I don't recall really seeing that where we are actually I saw that one that was incredible that was a great photo it, it's it's something thank you yeah it was yeah a great photo as well to be honest I'm thank you Tom <laughs> uh, to be honest I'm not sure uh, what causes it um, I think it's a more com- um, I think it's uh I know it, they're a lot more co- common uh, during the cold periods, uh-huh. because I think it kind of the, the when the sun sets, it, the um, it catches the, the the ice crystals in the air, kind of catches the oh, sun. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So it's, I think it's, so, but, it's but that, refracting off of that. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't make much sense because it was in the middle of the summer when I photographed that image. Right. So I might be wrong, but the funny thing um, um, in this video I, re- I released later today, actually, I I feature another solar pillar, which happened two days after that last trip. Right. And that um, I took a time lapse from my uh, porch, and that was huge. It was almost three times as large as that, that right? one. Do you have a looked- photo photograph and and film of that as well? Yes, I do. The one that came out uh, today. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming out uh, at six o'clock my time, so in the middle of the night for you guys. Okay, awesome. Hmm. By the time yeah. uh, you guys are listening to this podcast, it'll be live, and I'll it put a live, link. Yes. Yeah, I'll put a link to that in our show notes on the website, so people can kind of find all of these things that we're talking mm-hmm. about. I, I feature it right at the beginning. It, it looked like an afterburner from kind of mm. a yeah. It was th- three times as high as the the other one. It was it was oh. one of the strangest things I've ever seen. <laughs> wow! Fantastic. Yeah, I liked that. There was something else you said in that video, and it it really struck home with me. And I think it struck home with me more as well because I noticed that you were out there doing. Uh, you're kind of exerting yourself more than I've seen in some of the early videos. I guess because you were. Um, putting yourself out right out in nature you you weren't next to the car anymore you were days away from the car um 
And you said, let me get this right. You said, if you don't play the game, you're not going to win. Yes, remember I remember that? that. And you said that was, yeah. the context was kind of, you were going to hike up to the top of the ridge somewhere to see if you could get a particular shot. You weren't sure if the sun was going to rise there. Was that the sunrise or the sunset? It was the sunrise. The sunrise, yes. Yeah. So you weren't sure if you were going to get there. And I remember you saying, yeah, if you don't play the game, you're, not, you're never going to win. And I thought, that is just, I mean, it, that applies to so many things. But it, it really does apply to photography, landscape photography in particular, and also just exactly. adventure in general. I agree. Uh, I was so tired when I said that. that I didn't remember <laughs> saying it. I'm profound when I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> uh, no, I, remember, I remember that. And it's, it's, it's very true. Oh, absolutely. You're not going yeah. to get anything sleeping in a tent. So. No, it, it's funny you should say that as well because it really resonated with me because there's two things and Craig will be sick of hearing these because when we're doing it tough or we're thinking of going somewhere or doing something, I always use a couple of phrases. And one is, I'm sure he's sick of hearing, is fortune favors the brave. That's similar, yeah, that's similar thing yeah. again. And then the other thing, which um, I say to, to some people who kind of ask me, why, well, why do you hike for three days and do these ridiculous things? And, and I say, well, nobody ever had, the adventure of their life while I was sitting on their couch. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, they're the kind of things that I live by. And um, when I heard you say that, it was pretty much just the same thing. And I thought, yeah, nice one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's it. Uh, um, so, sorry. I, I, I had a <laughs> Heaps of effort. Heaps of effort goes into you know your days when you're out there on the trail, man. Like, like you're vlogging at the same time and getting. Yeah, we know how hard that is, and I guarantee you, people don't know how hard it is. It's hard because if they did, they'd watch it with a lot more passion. Which yeah. is the way I watch it. Is wow, this guy's setting up a shot that he's been setting up for an hour while there's rain coming, and he's got to get back to his tent and do this and he's trying to vlog it's it's an epic amount of stuff that you're doing out there by yourself mm. it's awesome mm. thank you I, I i always joke that i have to climb the same mountain twice because i need to <laughs> yes, film myself we've done that. going up <laughs> <laughs> we've done so many of those things yeah to get those yeah, yeah. it's exactly right uh we've got plenty of footage of us walking back to the camera and just grabbing it in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. And that that's one of the things that uh, I always think about when I'm out because it's not always it's not always uh, that uh, kind of uh, alluring thing to do that you're really tired, your backpack is heavy, you need to climb up and you need to film it but you really don't want to be because you don't want to put down the ca uh, backpack, put up the camera, yeah. put on the backpack, get up, get back down, get the camera, pack oh, down yeah. the camera again. But because you're tired, but at the same time, when you're tired, that's when things get interesting because um, 
that's what's worth documenting yeah. a lot of the time when when things aren't super good and you're filled with energy uh -huh. it's when you're tired and when yeah. the weather is at its worst yeah sometimes i had have the tendency kind of not to film when the uh, conditions are at its worst worst because it's not yeah um, easy uh-huh <laughs> But I have seen but, you. Uh, I have seen you say very similar things, and I've seen you go out in other videos on rainy days, and and you go out there and you work hard. Sometimes you come back with a okay shot. Sometimes you come back with an awesome shot. But again, man, if you stay home on the couch, you know, you're going to get zero shots. Yeah, like you said, it. Either way, you're coming home with something. Yeah. Either it's an experience, a good experience. Even if it's a bad experience, it's still a good memory. It's an experience. Yeah, <laughs> you feel you feel things. You feel cold. You mm -hmm. smell things. You see things. It's, I mean, that's essentially our um, the the way we came about documenting our adventures was was quite the opposite. I'd say exactly the opposite of you in that we had the adventures first and then later on we did thought hey i might just start filming this well that'd be cool to have some footage of this just in case i want to watch it later and mm. the very first video that i did it was just a half day hike by myself i filmed it and i had no idea i didn't know why i was filming it it was just an exercise in, I just want to document this. And then when I did my first canoe trip, so I went to exactly the same place as the one you're talking about where I went with my yeah. father. I did a few years before that. I did that by myself. And there's a video of that as well. And I filmed that. And again, I had no, I wasn't setting out to make those videos. I just wanted to capture everything. And later on, when I looked at the footage, I thought, there's something here that that I want to share, and I'm really I'm glad I did. They're they're my first videos, and they're not my best videos, but they're still telling a story there. I will watch that video uh, after oh, after cool. this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you have any questions, Craig? Oh, mate, I want to know heaps about Norway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure right. that's on the list. So no, it's beautiful. not, but go for it. Oh, so beautiful. How how's it like living in Norway, man? Like it is fantastic. Uh, it's it's not as cold as you'd think. A lot of people think it's really really cold. It's part of New um, Zealand, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do know where it is. I, I just do they have uh the dangerous animals or do they have they probably don't have any snakes or spiders. Do you have snakes? Or? We have uh, we have one snake, but it's 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 like not actually a... just one snake in the whole one physical snake. <laughs> <laughs> we sharing yeah. around it's one snake, and it's huge. Uh, uh, oh, right. uh, it's the mythology. It's called uh, it's 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 a more a viper, I think. Oh, uh, oh right, that's not cool. It's it's poisonous, but it's not dangerous. It's called hoggom in uh, Norwegian. It's kind of a hog means kind of uh, strike. 
Let's just strike worm. Yeah, yeah. Let's strike worm. <laughs> strike worm. Uh, that's the, the only poisonous uh, we we have. And on the island where I live, there are actually a good amount of it. So I all, almost see it every time I'm out during oh, wow. the summer. Hang on. So but you... they're really scared of uh, humans. So I yeah. usually see them scurrying away. Yeah. Are they scared of humans in general or are they scared when they see you? <laughs> <laughs> that's up for de- debate. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine this aura as you kind of stand on a rock with your camera and there's this aura and the snakes just go, holy <laughs> shit, I'm out of here. <laughs> but that water... We also have... Oh, go hmm? on. What else do you have there that's dangerous? Any like, uh, like bears or anything? <laughs> no. We have bears, uh, not a whole lot, but not, not uh, in the area where I live. You have to go further inland and okay. uh, there we have uh, wolves and bears. Yeah. And uh, lynx. Hang on, what type of That's bear are we talking? Brown or a brown black? bear? Brown bear. Yep, yep. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Um, so I never seen a brown bear. I hope to do one day. Yeah. Uh, they are, they are also quite afraid. Uh, they the, you usually see them way off in the distance, right. running away. They've already smelt you or heard the yeah. noise and taken off. Yeah. Now you had a well. You were hoping for an encounter with the polar bear. Is that correct? I did. I yeah, did when yeah. I was on uh, Svalbard. Oh, yep. Wow. Uh, Svalbard, uh, yeah. for you, those of you who don't know, it's a, it's an uh, archipelago, a group of islands, which is under Norwegian law, but it's not Norwegian. Oh, wow. Uh, but but the, uh, the, um, they have, they're actually part of no country, so an- anybody can kind of apply to mine there or uh, live there but you're not part of any land but you're under norwegian laws and rule Uh, so i went there with my father two months ago and on they have three types of land animals on svalbard you have the polar bear the arctic reindeer and the um, the arctic fox yep and uh, we were really hoping to catch a glimpse of a polar bear and on day two, uh, our guide, a friend of mine who works there uh, on the airport, he got a text message, text message <laughs> saying that there was a polar bear uh, near a glacier. So we um, hopped on our snowmobiles and we drove there the next day and we were met by uh, it's called Susselman in Norwegian. It's kind of the local authorities, but right. it, it's not cops. Yeah, they're, but they're, but they act like uh, almost like a sheriff. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, say sheriff or a ranger or something like that. Yeah, yeah. A ranger. That's yeah. Uh, that's more like it. And they said that there were three polar bears in the area, and one of them had been chasing a snowmobile. So they were, <laughs> and that's that's not normal. So they thought that that particular bear was getting a bit too. Yeah, a bit too, Chummy. A bit too comfortable uh, with, with the, humans. And, yeah. Yeah, right. Yep. Because usually they don't want nothing to do with it. So they were really worried uh, about that area. So they considered closing it down. And the next day they actually did close it down. But we never saw the bears. But they saw it the next day and the day after. And our guide saw it uh, the next day after me and my father went home. So oh, they were in the area, yeah, but yeah. we never saw them. 
And That's a bit uh, disappointing. I know you were. I could tell by the by the the film that you made that you were really looking forward to that. I was, and when I got back, I was kind of I was zooming in on every video clip just to see oh, yeah, if just I could see, see if it, it was in if the I background. had missed it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, I, I, that was a that was that a good was a trip. lot of fun. That trip. That yeah. was a extraordinary video. It was. Um, it had a lot of that has to be one of the ones where I really saw this almost like a structured kind of a cinematic approach. It was like I saw, I felt a change in that it almost seemed like you went to get a story and you went to construct a beautiful story and a journey and and that really came through in that film. And there was highs and lows and it, it, it felt like drama. You said before that you you know, you, you, you can't have experience without without lows and all that sort of stuff. And I think that not seeing the bear was maybe not what you wanted, but it was an experience, right? Yeah, and I was really, really close. It's funny because before I went to Svalbard, I made a decision that all right, this time, uh, of course, I'm going to focus on uh, the images, but um, my first and foremost wish is to construct a story. Yep. And uh, I uh, and I also, I signed up to what's called Epidemic Sound right when I got back home because I knew I wanted right. music that's uh, a bit more cinematic, as you said. Yeah. Uh, so I made good. a choice and I, I made a subscription and I found kind of cinematic, adventurous, um, almost like movie music. Yeah. And I used that in... Uh, it fitted perfectly. I mean, that's what it needed. You, you can't have that landscape and not yeah. that music. It was... The music was as grand as the landscape. It was really cool. Yeah, but I, I thought I love David Attenborough, uh, yeah, and I likewise. I think I've seen ev everything. And uh, just finished Blue Planet two, and um, the music they use, especially in Planet Earth and Blue Planet, are really orchestral. Uh, orchestral. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's Hans Zimmer who has right. the music. Right. Maybe I may be wrong, but there it's so big, and I, I kind of wanted the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, and I, th I think it worked as no, well. It definitely worked. And like I said, I saw a different approach in the storytelling and which I was really happy to see because I know your passion might be the photography side of things, but when I'm watching, I kind of fall in love with this character, like this quirky guy who's, yes, of course I'm interested in the photography, but you know there's the the things that happen on those journeys that make me laugh and that's what kind of keeps me you know addicted to the films if you know what i mean thank you thank you uh before i went to Svalbard, i was kind of nervous because it was my first trip which was kind of dedicated to this if you know what i mean first yeah, trip abroad um and my father uh was with us and and our our guide so i had to do this in front of people as well i'm not i'm not that comfortable yeah filming 
and talking in front of other people. So I was kind of nervous how this will work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily, it's no, it, you it nailed it. Took, yeah. You could tell you were comfortable after a while. You just nailed it. It was really cool. I thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love um, <laughs> your um, your dad makes a little appearance there, sitting at the table. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> Man, a few words. It was pretty funny though. <laughs> Oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a character. And he's, a, he's a very good photographer as well. Is that right? Oh, tell, yeah. Tell him I said hi. I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seems like a, a good bloke. He, he seems like a good laugh too. I can see where you get it from. <laughs> he's hey, um, a spontaneous man. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I've been um, watching the latest waterfall shots and the videos about some of your trips to the waterfalls, and I can't believe how clear and blue and sort of iridescent the water is like we have waterfalls that have like a probably a darker bottom onto the it's just incredible and it must be freezing right Uh, freezing the water really cold uh yeah it's it's uh, it's melt water from the glaciers and snow yeah usually that could probably be cold I reckon that would be cold. Do yeah, you, it's 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 freezing. <laughs> can you it can is. you drink it? Like, do you do you drink? Yeah. And do you have to sterilize it? No, no, just straight. We're really it. lucky in that regards. It, it's it's it tastes so good. Yeah. Uh, the the mountain water, the the melt water. It's it's. Mm, but I guess I guess you can't go swimming that often. <laughs> I have. I have bathed on tours, but it's really cold. <laughs> it's it's we want it. it's freezing. It's it's maybe uh, five six degrees at the at yeah. the yeah the it higher looks, up you come. It's it's almost zero degrees. It looks like Celsius. It. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, at this time of year, uh, especially May, that's when the uh, the snow starts to melt and the glaciers. So oh, it's, I see. It's a lot more water. I see. Right, yeah. yeah, that that was a lot of water. Yeah, I was watching those too. That was massive. Yeah, Did you say two hundred and fifty meters or something of waterfalls. Was that right? The largest waterfalls, like in yeah, the I think world, you said like incredible. I think you said that um, from the bottom to the top or something was two hundred and fifty meters. Yeah, which waterfall was that? Uh, the, the last one? No, no, the Langfoss. Ooh, it was kind of the a double. It was like a double falls. It was the same episode. Yeah, that- where you um yeah yeah um no um the largest one in norway uh it's uh almost i think it's 700 meters what i think <laughs> but and that's yeah, not a crazy it's not a free fall waterfall i can understand yeah 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 it's a kind of a uh some people call it calling a, a wedding whale uh like when the brides ah, right. whale it kind of goes uh, yeah, along goes, the mountainside. Okay, okay. So uh, in my first episode um, of the waterfall series, I visited uh, Langfoss, and that's uh, 652 meters high. Wow. Uh, and that's also a kind of a long, along the mountainside waterfall. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, that's number, that's the sixth highest waterfall in norway that first one wow and i'm, awesome. I'm gonna visit uh, the, the longest as well but i think that i'll save that for season two <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of the waterfall <laughs> something to look forward to 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I really want to. There's there's a couple of things from that. A uh, couple of things from that glacier trip. One yeah. was, I know you were you had company and everything, but there was one particular instance where that snowmobile broke down. Do you remember? Yes. That? Yeah. That, that was in the beginning before we headed out. Oh, was that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my, so I remember that. And then when you went out so far from civilization or so far from the township, I was thinking if that was me and the snowmobile had already broken down, I would kind of be, I'd, I'd be a little bit concerned about uh, being that far in that those kind of conditions, it was was any of that entering your mind, or were you quite comfortable in that environment? Um, yeah, if 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 that was me alone, that would worry me, and yeah. I don't think I would head out before I I was certain that this was fixed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we have there are no cell phone coverage out there yeah, in the I wild. That, yeah, uh, but we have um, uh, what do you call it? A satellite phone. Yep, yep. Uh, but not a phone, but kind of a GPS tracker. Oh, and okay. It has an emer- emergency emergency button. button. Yeah, and it they yeah. can locate you. Yep. Yeah, we've got one. Uh, yes. Yeah. And at the same and at the same time, um, there are. Because the wilderness is kind of like the main road on Svalbard during during the the snow period, because everybody has a snowmobile and they drive. You you often see other people oh, on snowmobiles. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, of course, some areas are more populated than others uh, in terms of uh, traffic, um, but usually, if you stick to the the main routes, so to speak. You're you're bound to see another snowmobile every at least every twenty minutes. Oh wow! Okay. So, so if if it should break down and you're staying in on on the normal routes, you you're bound to find someone sooner or later. Right. Yeah. Unless it's night, but you're not allowed to go out in the wild if you're not carrying a firearm. Right. Because of the polar bear. Yeah. Yep. I think you mentioned so that. It's, yeah. Yeah. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember you mentioning that that the other guy that you were with had the the rifle or something, didn't he? Yeah, he had on a shotgun. Shotgun. And, that's right. On the snowmobile. Yeah. And last week, actually, because uh, the main city is called Longyearbyen, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a polar bear uh, last week that swam across the fjord and towards Longyearbyen. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so the rangers had, had to go down to the shore and <laughs> chase it away. It off. What if you he wanted warning a quick... shots? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted a night out on the town. Yeah, right. Some, get some snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's what happens when we try and put ourselves in, in amongst nature, I think. It's not really yeah. the bear's fault, you know. No. Yeah. The um, there's this absolutely spectacular photo of inside that glacier that you took. Um, you had a head torch, I believe, lighting. Yeah, it. yeah. You you want there's a couple two two points here is you want to talk us through like for those of you who haven't seen the video, you you just arrived to this stick in the snow, which marked <laughs> this 
little hole and then you guys just started disappearing down this. That, yes. that was, I mean, I'd imagine there's a level of danger there. Hmm. Um, I suppose so, but I think it looks more dangerous than it actually is. Oh, well filmed. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, the, the, it was it was perfect conditions I thought for for that story because the, it it came uh, the the conditions turn into what they call a whiteout yeah you, yep. the visibility is absolutely zero and there's a blizzard and mm. you just see snow and our guide first he took a wrong turn and he couldn't find the sticks because it was impossible to see oh wow and after a while he located the sticks and it had snowed shut. So he started digging in the snow and I didn't know that this was the entrance because I thought it was, when he told me we were going underneath a glacier, Yeah, I thought it more like a, a bit more touristy. <laughs> <laughs> like a big a sign bit, bit more and organized. some kind of a gate uh, yeah. somewhere to pay yeah. your money. <laughs> yeah, here's my ticket. And he just <laughs> what, what did you think down. he was doing digging in the ground? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, is this it? <laughs> and then I just saw, saw him disappear, uh, yeah. head down first and feet up and the shotgun hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I, and... Uh, it looked so dark in there. It looked like it was that light did, did not exist, right? It did not exist at all. And outside the wind was howling mm -hmm. and we went down and when we got down there, it was dead quiet. Yeah. And completely dark. Um, and I thought, how am I going to find a composition? Because you can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so I had to... I, I think I spent... 45 minutes on the first image wow and my guide went nuts <laughs> yeah you mentioned that a few like, times in the, get on in with the film <laughs> <laughs> let's take a picture give it to me click 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 <laughs> i was really patient i i told him i i need to figure this out yeah because first i, ne I needed to find the composition and yeah. and uh, that was yeah, you can't see anything through the viewfinder. Absolutely. So you have to take the image and see, okay, I need to adjust a bit. Yep. And I take another one and adjust accordingly and find the focus. Yeah. After I was happy with the composition, I started using my torch to kind of draw the light yep. paint, on, the, paint on, in, the, yep. on the parts I wanted uh, highlighted. Yep. So I think I did an eight-second exposure and just hit the button and I painted the lines right. with a torch right. and uh, it worked really well. It did. It was... That's a spectacular surprised. image. Um, I'm surprised that image is not printed and hanging on the wall behind you or something. Yeah. <laughs> it will be at it some point. Be, yeah. I, I, I think two images from underneath that glacier will feature in my exhibition oh. uh, later this year. Oh, fantastic. That's great. I'm yeah, looking, it's, looking forward to seeing them big. <laughs> it was the colors of that blue, the depth. Uh, it was incredible. It was like a kind of a jewel or something. And yeah, the way it, that it, you lit that was beautiful, beautifully done. Thank you. It, it looks like something. Uh, one of the uh, guys in the comment section wrote, this looks like straight out of an alien movie. Yeah. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> it it looks it doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look like Earth. Planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, it is another world. Um, it was well done, and well done on the patience. I I think that I'm learning very very slowly that taking an extra few minutes. Now I can't say I've ever spent forty five minutes on an image because I'm usually at the same time I'm trying to get somewhere, right? But yeah, but I have a massive appreciation for it. And and recently I've forced myself to to slow down and spend at least a few minutes to find to find that composition that you speak of. I, I didn't realize it was a thing. I would look at a scene and say I'm looking through my eyes and that's a beautiful scene so I just hold the camera up and I take a picture of the beautiful scene it's not until you compare your images to other landscape photographers and think there's something fundamentally missing in the story I'm trying to tell and I think that comes from composition would you agree yes I do agree um I have a few questions that I ask myself before I ask them in my head before I take each image. It's like I see a scene and I ask myself, what about what is it about this scene that I like? And if it's uh, and and the other question is, what can I do to enhance it? So what needs to be in the image and what can go away? Mm-hmm. So if if it's a if it's a tree I like, and then I probably don't need the whole scene unless you want to show that tree alone. Right, right. <laughs> kind of, uh, what which is, is uh, which is what, a different composition, a different story as well. Yeah, and as uh, like you say, how can I enha- um, enhance the story behind the image? What need, do I need to keep? What can go? And uh, Let's say it's a tree and you just want the tree. And it's probably uh, what I've had um, thinking then is maybe kind of blur the background so the tree kind of sticks more out. Yep. So then I would kind of go back from a distance and zoom in. But if I wanted uh, a total of the scene, I would probably uh, be closer actually and go with a wide angle lens. Right. So it's, it's, it's basically asking questions what do I like about it and how can I improve on that? Uh, if that makes sense. No, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And it you, you've led perfectly into something I was going to ask you anyway, which was basically to uh, impart knowledge like that, which I think there's a, I know a lot of, there's, there's a bunch of hikers out there that carry cameras. And even in my close network of friends, um, some new people that I've started taking out hiking lately have, you know, s- sort of asking me questions about, oh, I, I really need to pick your brain about this and this. And I can only take them an extra 5% beyond where they are. And then mm-hmm. when I see you know, someone like yourself saying, oh, I spent 45 minutes to set up an image, I, I feel so guilty because the longest I've, I think I've probably spent 10 to 15 minutes or something and for me that's about 15 times longer than i've ever spent <laughs> but i must say the results are 15 times better 
I, I like they're much much better than I used to get, and and, and it's you, what you're talking about there is a thought process, and I love that because that's real knowledge that listeners can take and apply straight away tomorrow. Yeah, that uh, truthfully, uh, I do not usually take 45 minutes on an image. It it was a uh, it was a new situation for me in the pitch dark. Oh yeah, so okay, kinda yeah, doing everything in the dark. <laughs> Yeah, I had to. I had to learn the uh, the process behind yeah. that particular image. Uh, afterwards, I had taken that first image. I spent maybe approximately between five and ten minutes on the other images. So the I first see. image yeah, took I a see long time. Saying. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I I was. Uh, I've bought a new camera. Uh, when did I get that? At the start of the year, or end of last year. Must have been end of last, sometime last year. I, I upgraded my camera, and one of the things I wanted to tackle was uh, astral photography. And yes. you know, hearing you talk about that exact situation is it. It reminds me of my first couple attempts at that. Is set it up for fifteen twenty minutes, take a photo. It's wrong adjust it take a photo it's wrong adjust yes. it take a photo and yeah it's there's trial and error it is because as you say you can't see what you're doing you can't see your subject and and also we're making assumptions about exposure at the time uh and we only really know if how close our guess was until we review the, the image right yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, I've I've tried astrophotography a lot of times, and I, I've never been happy with my results. <laughs> so that's I I think I'm happy because I just keep the bar really low. Like <laughs> anything I do, like, oh, wow, that's really good for me. <laughs> I think uh, tutorials on uh, uh, astrophotography is is something I've seen a lot of, but I I never kind of grasp it because every photographer has a different approach to astrophotography yeah they do. so when i get out in the night and i try and i have, I have this sheet uh, where i've written down oh every yeah tip. yeah i tried doing I that tr as well i tried in my phone i had all these make sure you put it on f-stop blah 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 and i did everything and uh that's not that good so i spent another maybe an hour to get what would maybe three average shots um but i didn't give up and i and i keep trying and uh two weekends ago i i did some more and i was much happier with the, Ooh, the stuff yeah. i'm getting so yeah it's you yeah. just got to keep doing it right it's hard but that new camera of yours mm. must be a fair bit better right uh for um heaps better yeah so i've gone to the sony a7s Oh, that's a, that's a really good low light camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is because yeah. I was getting fed up with my some of our footage in. We film a lot in rainforest, so very yeah. thick vegetation, and it gets quite dark even through the middle of the day. Mm. And I get home, and when I see the footage on the full screen, sometimes it's grainy, and I just get so angry because you can't see it through the viewfinder, and you can't see it no. on the back end. It was just, it was, it was the first time I ever felt like my camera was holding me back. And so I invested in the, the Sony and the, immediately the results are there, immediately. And uh, 
I'm really happy. Yeah, I've seen some uh, footage from from that camera. It's it's miles ahead. <laughs> yeah, mm. in, in the low light department. I need that advantage. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best gear possible. It's it's always much darker in forest than you actually think it is. Yeah, once your eyes adjust, doesn't mean yeah. that your camera's adjusted. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, especially if you add some cloud cover and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, there's, I'll uh, I'll get some of those. Um, those starscape shots up and i'll i'll tag you and an instagram yeah i would love to see at least um at least see where i'm heading you can kind of you'll see a natural progression of gradual improvement i think but we mucked around that time uh remember i got you to have the head torch on and you shone it up on the trees yeah 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 kind of did a long exposure on that 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 little photo's in there but that's one of the early trials but the most recent ones, I, uh, I was lucky enough to take a photo of this cabin and in the background was the actual Milky Way. Uh, it was just pure luck. I, I just happened to be there at the right time. I did not know what to look at, but I, I looked out one one direction and thought, oh, yeah, that's pretty. And then I turned around and looked up behind me and just went oh my god <laughs> <the> Milky Way. <laughs> it's right there so uh it was very lucky and and I, I can't take any credit for that but i did capture it in some shape or form so yeah look out for that one <laughs> i look forward to it awesome hey um on that same topic is there kind of cast your mind back to when you were uh, as we've just talked about, we're going through these constant struggles to improve our, uh, I- even where you're at now, it sounds like you're always trying to improve. And I know I am, um, albeit much further behind you, I'm still making those incremental improvements. If you cast your mind way back to when you were just starting to walk out into nature and try your hand at landscape photography, is there any points uh you really that was really useful the the composition tips you gave us before are there any other points like that you think i wish someone said do abc on every shot is there any nuggets of wisdom that you're hiding from us that some listeners (laughs) might like secretly i want them to (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question that is a good question um there are, are a lot of things, and I've, actually, I thought about this because uh, some time ago, I, th- I I kind of dabbled with the idea of making a kind of a video discussing tips that I've learned from starting until now. Yeah. But I postponed it. But I, I, the f- the first thing that I comes to mind is that. I thought settings mattered a whole lot more than they actually do. I was right. when I first started. I was was terrified getting my set, settings wrong. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, every image I saw, I, I, I had to look. Oh, right, he had ISO one hundred, f eleven, two hundred fifty of a second. I need to write this down so I can achieve mm. yep. the same things. And after a while, you, you, you realize that 
it actually doesn't matter as much. Yeah. As much as you think, because it's almost always in the same settings you use. You, you, you kind of adjust the shutter speed according to the light. Yep. The f-stop is usually uh, around f9, f11. Uh, and it depends on, on, on the look, of course, but it, it doesn't matter as much as I initially thought when starting. And uh, I'm glad to hear you say also, that because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. rubbish at, at even thinking about the numbers. <laughs> I just... <laughs> It takes a bit do, of the pressure yeah, off. Yeah, it? <laughs> it does. Yeah, I feel. I'm glad you say that. So for me, it's it's it is more of that trial and error and mm. reviewing and that, saying, well, I I, I want to see more of this. I want to see less of this. I want to be closer. I want to be further away. And and at the end of the day, when I take my photos back home to grade, I don't care what it says. I don't care what f-stop it was. Is it a good image or isn't it a good image? Mm. That's all I really care about. Exactly, it's it's a it's a it's a trial and error, and, and it's the only way to learn. And of course, uh, it's beneficial to to know w- what the f number does, how it affects the the yeah. focus range, and kind of what the ISO does and uh, what the the shutter speed does. It's important to know, but it's not important to have uh, to kind of. Uh, be fixated be on only that because it. yeah yeah because the main thing is the image and what you're trying to tell by that particular image yeah and the images that i have taken that i really like uh, are usually the ones that doesn't necessarily feature the best light or perfect setting. It's just kind of being at the right time at that right place. And yep. it's like something happens right then and there and you, you, you manage to capture it. It's like, it's almost like going on a, a hunt and except you, you don't carry a rifle. You, unless yeah. you're on Swalbo, uh, you carry a, <laughs> <laughs> you carry a, uh, uh yeah i i I know what you mean by that essentially you're you're trying to put your almost test yourself against nature and see if you can miraculously be in the right location at the right time of day to capture the correct light and then uh maybe accidentally have those settings in the right place as well to grab that image. Mm. Yeah. I think there's and a I, very small yeah. window, uh, and I don't think many people appreciate how small a window there is with early mornings and late afternoons. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, in the in the beginning, I I stressed during as during the sunrise especially because it's <laughs> you have maybe fifty minutes. And fifteen uh, of good lights, mm-hmm. and in the beginning, I really stressed each sunrise. Like I need to capture this. I need to set up. And uh, as time goes, you, you learn to relax more and just go for one image instead of fifty variations of the same image. Yeah, and that's that's good uh, advice too. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. 
You must be tired. No. You're getting very profound <laughs> again. Well, uh, so a couple of things I've picked up that I'd love your comments on probably about tripod is a necessity. You can't leave home without one for landscape photography. So I realized that pretty early on. I think that's a, a no-brainer. Do you agree? Yes, I do agree. Um, because using a tripod, uh, that that first thing, it guarantees a stable image, no yep. matter the shutter speed. So if if it's uh, if it's uh, if you really want kind of to to have the scene shots without bumping up the ISO and it's a low light situation, you need a tripod. Yeah. Uh, like, like the glacier image we talked about, it couldn't have been done without a tripod. It was yeah, absolutely no way. Yeah. Yep. So tripod is the most essential equipment you can bring. Yeah. It also helps with the composition, I think. Right. Um, Explain that uh, that philosophy. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I find that um, putting the camera on a tripod kind of um, it it allows you to step back and and see on the uh, on the viewfinder, for example, and it allows you to kind of not be in that sense all the time. Okay. It allows oh. you to kind of put it there and think about it from a distance and then go and tweak it and adjust it. Right. And for me, I find that it really helps um, kind of ex- excluding that. And it, because it's perfectly still, you can zoom in and you can step back and think, all right, uh, I prefer this. Maybe if I tune a bit that way, I'd, it kind of... It helps you to relax, I think. Okay. Oh, it sounds to me like you almost can slow down. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's the uh, same thing with, with the use of uh, if you if you use uh, ND grad filters and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. It helps to make it more of a process. Right. And it allows you to think more uh, of the actions you're you're choosing to do because it's kind of a more commitment to put put on the. Uh, filter uh, holder and uh, yeah it's more of a process <laughs> yeah yeah i understand that yeah cool oh, that's interesting and you always seem to well, a lot of times seem to do a sort of a hdr image which i've never i've never gone to that extent and i can see the value in it the yeah are like, you are you a, a fan of things like focus stacking and stuff like that i've not used focus stacking as much. I, I did it, I've done it once in my videos, for my videos. Okay. Um, because I had to try, I needed to try it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I've used HDR on, on a number of occasions. Yeah. Because, um, something's dark and something's light. Is that, you know? Yes. Like a sky it. and a foreground object. You can't use the same uh, settings. Exactly. Uh, you've, if you... Especially if you sh- uh, take an image against the sun, yeah. if you if you only take one image and you have to adjust everything for the sun, then everything else is going to be total dark. Yeah. But if if you doing an HDR, it's a, it stands for high dynamic range. It allows you to keep the highlights uh, uh, not to burn out, and at the same time, bumping up the shadow so you can see details as well. Yeah. Uh, 
So you take but two you take two images or three or sometimes more, yeah. Yeah, pretty close yeah. like on top of each other and then you lay them in Lightroom as as like a, a layer, is that right? On top of each other or is it called something yeah, else? It's it's called uh, it's a merge option in Lightroom. Right. I usually stick to three photographs. Are you working one, in Lightroom? Just out of curiosity. I do. Yeah, okay. Uh, I start in Lightroom and sometimes I do final adjustments in Photoshop, but right, yeah. I'm not very good in Photoshop, okay. but I, I know the basics. <laughs> yeah, enough to get by with your uh, work. Yeah, sure. And if I don't know anything, I just uh, YouTube it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> no, I've just uh, literally uh, got Lightroom um, on Sunday. I literally got All right. it. Yeah, yeah. So I've been using um, uh, Aperture. So it's mm -hmm. it's. Um, I mean, look. I thought that again. It was very similar to the camera situation. I thought that uh, I'd never outgrow the camera, and I got to a point where it wasn't doing what I needed it to do. And then I felt the same with Aperture. It's an excellent program. I'd recommend for the price. I would highly recommend that for anybody listening who's thinking i don't think i want to sign up to creative cloud i don't know if photography is for me all of these sorts of things it's a very small investment much easier to use than photoshop but i just felt like it was time to again take that little leap and move up to what is probably arguably a very high industry standard product right it's like i love lightroom i never i never used what do you call it aperture aperture yeah 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 and i haven't tried that but it's i'm sure it's most of the programs nowadays are are fine but uh, i'm used to lightroom and i, I tend to stick to the things i know <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's fair enough yeah <laughs> uh, i'm looking forward to getting my i mean i've only haven't even been on it a full week yet so I'm just getting used to it. But uh, I think another big tip that same, somebody gave me, uh, I work with a lot of photographers and videographers and I'm always trying to extract information from them. And this, this sounds silly and, and you'll be horrified at this, but the switch from JPEGs to RAW was mm. something that I didn't understand the the complexity of or the power of and once I did it and then went into an editing program and started to pull around the levels that's when I realized the absolute beauty of the depth yes. of information that you're capturing in raw versus jpeg mm. I remember that same feeling the first time I started working on a raw file yeah and then just for curiosity I went back to jpeg and tried, and I was just like, no, this this ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's... You don't forget your first raw file. No, <laughs> no, she was a beauty. That's what I, I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> was good. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Um, I have to ask now. What's um? Oh no, I have one more question before I get to that. Is there a short list of? Gear, I mean, I mean, Craig just touched on it. Then the tripod's obviously one of your favorite pieces of gear. Is there another two or three um, items that you'd never leave the house without if you were going on one of your little expeditions? 
to, I'm, I guess I'm talking about camera gear in particular. Yeah. Um, um, if, if, if it depends if you're interested in making a movie or just photographs. Yep. Of course. Probably yeah. hey, you're, you're the expert in photographs. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Let, let, let's do just uh, photographs. Let's do photographs. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. You have a tripod. That's one thing I don't leave without. And I, I always bring two lenses at a minimum, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, especially when I'm going on on hikes, uh, because you need to you can't bring every lens you have. That yep. would be <laughs> uh, that would work against you in the end. Um, but I, I try to keep a, a, a really wide selection when it comes to uh, zoom range. Yeah, because I find I find if you're going in the mountains, especially, and you use a telephoto lens, that's really really handy, because you can kind of uh, choose your composition instead of sh- just shooting a wide composition. You can go zoom in, yeah, and kind of hone in on us on these small scenes in the bigger picture. Yeah, so I I never leave home without a telephoto lens. Um, and, and mine is uh, 100 to 300 millimeter okay. microphone third lens. Um, so two lenses, one for uh, the kind of the wide scene and one for going in yep. uh, and pick pick out the smaller scenes. Also, uh, I try not to leave without my filter filter gear <laughs> right what sort of I, I filter enjoy... gear are you taking out you mentioned before an nd filter yes i i don't have a wide selection yet because they're quite expensive yeah and uh us musicians we make <laughs> not so much money <laughs> <laughs> but i uh i have a nd grad filter and also have a normal nd filter for right. intense bright days yeah and yep. um I have a stop filter, a super stopper, which is a 15 stop filter. It's it's almost pitch dark. Yeah. And it may it makes an ordinary, I think 500 of a second ordinary. I think that equals 30 seconds with that filter on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um it's way more than you'll ever need. <laughs> yeah. So um in retrospect, if I could choose again, I would choose a 10 stop filter or a five stop filter. I would, I wouldn't have gone to 15 stop. Right. Uh, but it's, I've used it a lot, but if I could go back to the store and swap it, I would swap for a 10 stop, I think. Okay. Um, but it's, I, I enjoy using filters because it gives you, it takes more time to set up. It's, it's more like a craft. Yeah. And it, it gives you time to reflect on, on the image because if it's, if it takes two seconds to take an image, uh, then there's obviously not super a lot of amount of thoughts that goes yeah, into and, it. But if and passion and and creativity yeah. perhaps. But it, yeah, if you have to devote ten minutes to it, then it's it needs to be worth yeah. devoting ten minutes to kind of. No, there's a I, there's a lot look that you can reflect on that and say that that is the same with many things in life in general. There's 
more and more options for us to take shortcuts. And then mm. there's, you know, you choose when you want to... No, you're not going to get a reward from a short amount of input, right? Unless you're extremely lucky. I, I've... Um, this is, sounds completely off topic, but I've got a fireplace in my house and I chop wood mm. on the weekends and people at work laugh at me and make jokes and everything and think it's funny and um but for me it's a a therapeutic process where i'm slowing down and taking the time to do this so that i can then do that instead of just paying someone around the corner to come and dump some wood at my doorstep or you know? switched on the aircon yeah or turn on the yeah. air conditioning yeah exactly so and the enjoyment that i get when i finish all that work and i stack it up and then i take it inside and light the fire is it's a process it's what you were saying before there's a there's a process to when you're using the filters and for me that that start to finish process um that particular thing is i find the actual process is enjoyable it's not just about it is, the yeah. fire it's about getting that done hmm. yeah so i, I agree i, I saw you use that big stop or what you call the filter that just lets you get the water uh blurring even when there's a lot of light around so you can hold the shutter open that bit longer without it just blowing out like we have to take those shots just on dusk to kind of get that water cascading, uh, blurry shots that you're getting. But yeah, that thing's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's the uh, it allows for a longer shutter speed during uh, during intense daylight. Yeah, <laughs> sunlight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, cool. I think that is a whole nother level of comprehension. For I mean, I'm definitely I I'm, only now I can understand the theory but i whilst i do have a a filter i've never um i've never used it because i think it's it's another step for me to get to i think it's beyond where i'm comfortable at the moment i i, I remember it's important when, to be yeah no sorry, go, sorry. Go. no uh, i was just gonna say it's, it's it's important to not do everything at once when it, because yeah. photography and all the equipment can be a lot of overwhelming at first because yeah. there are so many options you can do it's it's like you said you have to build uh, learn a little at a time yeah that's great that advice right there too that's really good advice i think that people should listen to that <laughs> sure. don't do everything at once no <laughs> excellent yeah yeah, the, I remember when you were talking about lenses earlier and I do the same thing now as I'll take two lenses on, on an outdoor adventure. I remember when I only had the one lens and it was a zoom lens, uh, 18 to 270 Tamron. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand, well, why would I need another lens? I can get close or I can zoom into something far away. And it wasn't until I was preparing for a um, a massive uh, seven-day hike um, in another state. Like it's an actual island. Have you ever heard of Tasmania? I do. I, I have. Yes, yeah, so it's a physical island that's down lower than Australia. And a friend of mine, um, as a surprise, he said, uh, we caught up for a coffee and he gave me a wide-angle lens. Um, 
as a gift. Thanks, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> and it, when I took that lens on that trip, all of a sudden I understood why you need a wide-angle lens and, uh, and why you need to carry two lenses. Up until that point, I didn't know what I was missing, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you talked about yes, your yeah. tele your telephoto was was great. And then is it the sixty mil that you take with you as well that I saw on one of your videos? Yeah, it's a twelve to sixty millimeter. Twelve to sixty. So yeah, yeah. So it's a as as a, probably like your first zoom lens. You, zoom lens you talked about. Yeah. So it's kind of have a wide spectrum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wide zoom range, but. 60 isn't enough if you want that really, if you want to photograph mountains really That's far right. away. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's really good for wildlife as well, because you never know if you're going <laughs> to see yeah. a bear. <laughs> or a viper. Prefer, preferably you want to use your long lens on the bear. Instead yeah. Of, yeah. 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 Hang you, on, I need to oh, change no, to my wide angle. I've only got my wide angle today. I'll have to get two <laughs> meters away. <laughs> here, here I come. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, awesome. Um, Craig, do you have any other questions? No, no. Uh, I wanted to ask you what is next for you? What? How do you – what's going through your head? What are you planning? What you've – I've seen you come so, so far, and I mean that in a, in a very positive way. I've just seen this progression of 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 the way that you're – composing your films and and you you know I, i've seen your your uh subscribers just just go through the roof and 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 for a good reason you know uh but what what is next what's how can you keep topping these uh adventures that's a good question uh because I, i'm wondering that myself it's a it's a constant <laughs> thing in the back of my mind like after Svalbard, what can i do <laughs> yeah all right I'll, I'll do waterfalls and now i i think i have three episodes now i think four episodes left that i've filmed somewhat filmed and planned for okay. the waterfall season and uh, after that i think it doesn't matter. I can say it now. Uh, my plan is to do glaciers, Norwegian glaciers. Oh wow! So uh, instead of uh, running water, I'm I'm going to call Frozen. it solid water. Oh, very good. <laughs> True. Oh, wow, that's so cool. that's my plan. But I, I'm not sure how that will work. Uh, Was if, that an exclusive? Uh, sounds like exclusive. It. You just you've just told the world that on this podcast. I did. Wow, yeah. excellent. That's we're, the first. we're lucky, we're lucky. Fantastic. <laughs> no, everyone's going to steal that idea. No. Uh, yeah, they uh, might not do it as no. well, though. Does everyone have that hair? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I, I'm really curious about that because I'm not, allow, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to walk on the glaciers on my own. Oh, I see. Without, without a guide. So I need to research that. Right. Uh, but at least I know I can get up close to them. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. So that's my plan after uh, after the waterfall season. Um, yeah. Right. Now you made a comment earlier, and uh, I didn't want to interrupt at the time, but you said that you are on an island. I um, am. Yes. Right. And what sort of a size island are we talking? It's. Say, so if you drive from it, one side to the other. 
Yeah, that, that will take you about 50 minutes. 50? 50. 50. So uh, do, you know, do you know the island Shetland? No, I'm not. I should have done no. my research, right? <laughs> no, no, Shetland is, is in Scotland or outside Scotland. Okay. Um, so it's a, uh, my island called Karmö. It's about the same size as the mainland on Shetland. Right. So it's, and it's quite populated. Around 50,000 50, people lives on that island. So it's quite big. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, that is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. it's it's not a small island. Um, so it's, you, do you can know. Get... Are you familiar with Guernsey? No, I don't think oh, so. It's an island between the UK and France, I think. But I think it sounds smaller than what you're talking about. If it takes fifty minutes, yeah, then that's, that's pretty big. That's reasonable hmm. size. Yeah, mm, cool. Uh, it has a it has a gorgeous coastline. Um, oh, is that right? So, yeah, um, I I live in a house by down by the sea. It's re it's really nice. It's really oh, nice. Wow. That's great. Uh, I used to live in Oslo, the uh, the main capital yeah. of Norway. Yeah, uh, lived there for ten ten years, uh, doing music. Yeah, um, and uh, after a while, I just started feeling it felt. Like uh, it couldn't relax, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I needed to get it. it, it I was fed up with the with the town. Yeah, I, I wanted more, more space. <laughs> was it more after that that you started landscape photography? Yes. And what do you think it that was. was part of it? Do you think that was the catalyst? Is that what sparked you? Is that what put you on that journey? I think so. Yes. Um, I always I always liked photo, pho photography uh, right from I think I got my first camera for my uh, from my father on my mother on my 14th birthday and I used to shoot a lot of film on that it was a point and shoot camera yeah going crazy and I, I watched through my first roll of film the other day and it was 95 percent. Uh, mountains and and flowers and clouds mm. so it was obviously i preferred is that right so it was already kind of it was already there but you rediscovered it later yeah I, and i put it away i i, I studied two, i had two years in film school studying documentary filmmaking um, okay that was when i first that was the main reason i moved to the capital so, but after those two years, I left it and I, I started doing music and I did music for 10 years and I st still do music, but I, I got this feeling that I, I really want to take photography up again. Like there was yeah. something that I missed and um, I realized that living in a big city and wanting to do landscape photography could, without a car, uh, could be a bit challenging. So it was not the only <laughs> reason I moved from the big city. <laughs> uh, we moved both uh, me and uh, Chasti, my my wife. We we moved because we wanted to move from the city hmm. out to the countryside, right? Good, which was. Good decision. Yeah. Good. Hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Does that put you uh, physically closer to some of the locations that you like to photograph? 
definitely. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the waterfalls is, uh, are just a couple of hours of, of uh, dri- driving with the car, and um, but most of my videos are filmed on the island where I live. Oh wow! So there's a there's a good amount of uh, various nature. Yep. Oh, fantastic! And when uh, when's this? Um, when's the tour of Australia? When's that happening? <laughs> Pretty soon, I hope. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, another exclusive uh, piece of news another exclusive <laughs> now, one thing that really fascinated me about Australia I think I mentioned it to you in chat the other day like, I can't get over the fact how casually you're discussing all those snakes <laughs> you and, did mention that actually <laughs> and, and spiders uh, because our spiders are like okay the, the really huge one are like this <laughs> yeah what you about the size of what a, a coin or something yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we've uh, it's uh, we do get some uh, spiders <laughs> but uh, I figure if if you're growing up with it like like you you guys are, and then it's kind yeah. of it's getting part of your everyday life prob- probably, and you're kind yeah, of used to it. It's oh, most definitely uh, when you when you're exposed to it, you're definitely going to have a a tolerance. It doesn't take away the fact that there's particular snakes that if we see them, we automatically know to. Like that thing can kill you in fifteen mm. minutes. Let's get right away from it. Like I've still got. I, I wouldn't say I just walk up to any old snake. And I mean, I do grab a lot of snakes, right? <laughs> like, I do pat <laughs> a lot of snakes. But I, I know what I'm touching. I don't just grab every single snake. It's only the um, uh, pythons that um, they can still bite and. Uh, they you you know it could get infected or something, but they they don't mm. have venom, oh, and they could probably strangle you too. Some of them. Yeah. There's one particular video, um, and I it's got a really cool title. Are you ready for this? It's called "Snakes on a Hike." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's is it's, that one of your videos? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It never. <laughs> I need to see that. It never. Uh, it never took off like a movie of a similar name. <laughs> Didn't quite get the box office exposure I was hoping for, but it's a two-part uh, series, and I'm in the first part. So it's one day, split into two videos, and I saw three enormous pythons on the same day within two kilometers of each other really but yeah it, it just must have been the, the season for them to just be out and about and the first snake that i see is still to this day the biggest physical snake i have ever seen uh in or out of captivity ever so not including television or YouTube, but in in real life, hmm. I've been to zoos, places that have snakes. It is the biggest snake I've ever, 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 ever seen. It was an absolute freak. Do you remember that? Yeah, thing? that thing was huge. Oh, it was, think about the size of your thigh, okay, so the top part of your leg, 
that's <gasps> the thickest part of its body. And right. its head was the size of a man's fist like that, the head. And it was, so it got quite narrow, like probably much like your wrist, but then it just bulged out to the size of your leg and it was an absolute freak. And I I was filming it and the whole time I was filming it, I was whispering and I don't know why I was whispering. I was just kind of in awe going, oh, look at the size of this thing. Oh, my God, it's looking at me. And then later on I thought, what was I whispering? I don't understand. I was just literally in so much awe of this beast and it knew I was there the entire time, and uh, didn't you, care. Yeah, you got to see it. I mean, it's it was um, way back when I first started. It's um, not the greatest footage, not great cutting, all of that. But you take all of that away, and you look at the size of the snake, and watch it move, and I zoom in and get the color and everything. It is absolute most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you got to check that out. I will. Come snakes on a hike. Yeah. <laughs> Part one and two. <laughs> <laughs> or come and see it in person. Yeah, you can come over here and we can show you some stuff like that. Oh, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> I've only held one snake in my life. And that, and that was in captivity. Yep. It was... It was just muscle. It was a very yeah. weird experience. They're it's it's so all strong, muscle, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We um remember uh, Craig? We were hiking at Lamington National Park, and it was a tiny snake. And at the moment, I'm holding my hands up like mm, a foot, a foot, a foot long, thirty yeah, centimeters long, mm-hmm. and it was just just very slowly going over a rock. And I said to Craig, oh, get the camera and film me. I'm just going to pick it up. And when I grabbed its tail, it just gripped the rock and it just took off so quick and it just slipped straight out of my hand. And I just got the biggest shock because so strong. it was so strong. I didn't lift it off the rock quick enough and it actually got traction and... And I just turned to Craig and I said, well, that wasn't very good uh, video <laughs> of me missing a snake. But uh, it goes to show that even the tiniest snake is, is just a muscle with a spine. They're in- absolutely incredible. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Mate, um, it's been... Oh, oh hang on. I'll, uh, just before we go, just to be fair, do, do you have any questions for us before we wrap this up? You don't yeah, have sure. to... Uh, what was uh, what was your first proper hike that you really remember? Like this is the this is the the big leagues, if you if you know what I mean. That's mm, I think there's two. the first big adventure. Well, it has to be the first one, doesn't it? That we did. Yeah, that was. Oh man, the, I don't want to re- repeat the whole story because I think we've talked about that on. The first podcast, yeah, the very first podcast, we go into full detail of that that yeah. hike. Oh. Okay, so I won't bore everybody, but I will say, and it's a very long story, but I will point out some key points, mm-hmm. and those key points would be 
that we did not know what we were doing. <laughs> and so we carried too much gear. Yeah. Much like yourself. We were sleeping on the ground uh, with little tarps over the top of us. Yeah. We got woken up on the final day by a bushfire yeah. coming a towards bush. our campsite. Yeah. And I just felt sick in the stomach and I almost, like, we ran up this, uh, out of this valley with all our gear, dragging it along and carrying it and I almost threw up when I got to the top because of the exertion, but we got out safely. Yeah. It was a series of mistakes and uh, uncomfortable situations, but at the end of the day, it uh, it it we kept coming back, right? So we did it again. Yeah, that's where it all started. It was it was a real adventure. We kind of came away thinking, what did just happen for three days? Like mm. we had completely stepped out of our normal comfort zones and. Um, yeah, we didn't get so scared off as, as we probably should have because um, here we are yeah, still doing it. we're not the smartest guys in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you are. <laughs> yeah. We are. Yeah, we're still standing, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, definitely um, go back and listen to the first podcast. I'm pretty sure we go through that in detail, but... Even the uh, yeah, I don't think I've listened to that first one. I, I I heard I heard the two latest that that I know of because I was painting my house and I went through both. Oh, okay. Your podcasts. Well, awesome. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, I had a chuckle at the uh, the story about the magazine. Uh, oh, uh, magazine oh, yeah, guy yeah. On, yeah. On, the, <laughs> on the train. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that that was awesome. Uh, I still. Um, <laughs> Oh, I still laugh about. It. I actually sent them a message the other day, and I still laugh about that. You mean when I was banging on the door of that cabin? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who goes there? Yeah, oh, that, was, that was embarrassing, <laughs> uh, mate. Look, I honestly feel like I could talk for hours and hours, but uh, if we um, if we wrap this up now, I think we have a pretty good excuse to 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 take it up again in the future, right? Uh, we, yeah, definitely. I, I can speak. I'm starting to get a bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's well, lunchtime yeah. in Norway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, we've interrupted lunch. Well, it's bedtime here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been absolute pleasure. Um, Likewise. Would you like to pronounce your entire youtube channel name because i don't want to embarrass myself i can um my channel is called oddbjorn Oostvik photo right and that's uh, photo means uh photo uh, <laughs> of <Yes>. course <laughs> yeah it's not that different <laughs> well um what i'm going to do uh, as i always do i mentioned at the start i'm i'm going to put these links in the show notes on our website uh just for reference all the videos we've spoke about um, anything else I can think of and uh, because I don't expect anybody to know how to spell that because I, st <laughs> I struggled when I was typing your name into Skype <laughs> I actually couldn't type that symbol 
the O with no. the stroke through. I couldn't type it, so I couldn't search for you, so I had to put in your surname. <laughs> <laughs> Found it no, that I way. figured. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. Thanks uh, heaps for your insights, mate, and yeah. chatting with us today. It's been it's thank been, you for having me on your show. Uh, it's it's been a delight. Pleasure. Yeah, Oddbjorn, yeah. all the way from Norway. You're a bloody mm-hmm. legend, mate. You do some excellent work. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to 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 watch you progress in the future and uh, and and keep an keep an eye on your travels because they're they're enjoyable in many more ways than it's it's not just about learning great information on photography man there's so much more there it's top fun it's good Mm. so everyone needs to check it out thank you so much if you're listening to this podcast on itunes we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.